Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, hustlers, we know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by Union Digital Bank a fully digital bank with a mission to empower every Filipino everywhere by providing easy access to digital financial services for consumers and businesses. Union Digital Bank partners with startups to co-create financial products to meet the needs of their customers. Contact Union Digital Bank to explore how they can power your platform with embedded financial services. For more information about Union Digital Bank, please see their website at www.uniondigitalbank.io. Stay updated by following them on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Also by Shoppable Business, your number one source for procuring products for your business in the Philippines. Discover authentic branded products online. Shop bulk, save big, and secure authentic products with official sales invoices at Shoppable Business today. And also brought to you by DragonPay. DragonPay is the pioneer in alternative payments in the Philippines. DragonPay is the reigning fintech of the year in last year's Philippine Fintech Festival. Sign up now at www.dragonpay.ph. It's still a continuous learning process. And I think every day you, you learn something new, you, you fail again and you pick yourself up and, uh, and then you get some traction and, and then it's, it's going better and better the, the faster you fail, frankly. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now, here's your host, Ronster Beit Yong. 
Welcome to the latest episode of the Share Podcast. We are talking to the one that's been spamming me for the past few weeks, and he wouldn't stop. The they have a very very sticky app or sticky ad on Facebook, <laughs> and always asks me if I'm ready for baby time. Okay, man. <laughs> I'm always ready for baby time. And again, big, big shout out to the team behind Go Rocky because we have their founder and CEO, Mr. Keanu Brown. Yeah. How's it going? Welcome back to the Philippines. Hi, Ron. Thanks so much for having me here, first of all. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you get targeted by our ads. But uh, if if you want, you can also have some some discount codes as well uh, next time. But okay. So first things first. I appreciate you tar- trying to target me, but I'm okay. My hairline's still okay. <laughs> this is my by default. I'm I'm bald by by choice, <laughs> and I can still pitch a tent on my own. So thank you so much. But I'm that's okay. great. That's great. Amazing. Maybe in ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. We'll see. We'll see. But I'll have you in mind because you're always in my mind now, right now. You, you just don't stop. Your ads keep on hunting me down for some weird reason, but that's good. But before I get carried away, bro, I need to ask you the million dollar question. Kia, what's your hustle? Yeah. So we're building GoRocky. We're a men's health platform trying to treat stigmatized conditions end to end. So first of all, maybe to start with the problem, what a lot of people don't know is that there are about 14 million men in the Philippines with erectile dysfunction, what? 16 million men with hair loss. Yeah, it's it's quite a lot. But the problem is that men often suffer in silence, especially yeah, for stigmatized conditions. Men are often ashamed and never go to the doctor. We try to solve that problem by crossing the bridge between treatment and patients, so to say. So patients go to our website, uh, get an online consultation, uh, get a prescription online, and then medicine delivered in case there's an indication and in case our doctor prescribes uh, medication. So we started with erectile dysfunction and now went into hair loss and uh, yeah, trying to crack more categories as well. There you go. That's amazing. I, okay. I'm super curious before we even get to your origin story. Where did you even get these numbers? Because if, if it's super discreet and people don't even want to come clean, because all the dudes all, always want to be macho, like, yeah, I can pitch a tent. I'm Rocky, bro. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Where did you even get these numbers? Yeah, so uh, in the beginning, we did a lot of market research. So actually, there's some data on all kinds of different countries. Frankly, it's it's not that different in the Philippines to, to other countries, but there's a big study in Asian countries including the Philippines, where there's a percentage. So uh, you can basically calculate the absolute number based on the percentage. And interestingly, there are many different conditions that that lead to erectile dysfunction, like uh, smoking, nutrition, etc. But yeah, that's that's where we uh, we kind of uh, get the numbers. Of course, it's, it's scientifically backed. But yeah, most, most people don't know about the problem because wow. people don't speak about the problem. No, it's one thing I, I'm pretty damn sure. As a dude grew grew up in the Philippines, I know the type of jeering the dudes are. I, I grew up in a bro environment. I was a, a varsity basketball player growing up. So I know the type of shit we, we, we talk about in, in the, the thing. And man, this is probably one of those things that I, I, you're going to have to really, even if you're drunk, you won't even call, come clean about these things, right? This is, you, you, you're right. You suffer in silence with this type of thing. But oh my God, 14 million. Filipino dudes <laughs> suffer 
in this. And I'm already hooked. I want to talk about how that, that came to be and how you are solving this. But before I get carried away, bro, I need to ask you to buckle up real quick because we're going to go all the way back to Germany because we're going to have to ride the Hustle Share Time Machine. Baby time in the Hustle Share Time Machine. <laughs> all right. So again, we're going to go all the way back. So obviously you're not from here, but I want to understand what was it like growing up in, in uh, your side of the world? And what was your very first exposure to hustling that you remember? Yeah. So maybe first of all, I start uh, by saying I'm from a small town in Germany called Neuwied, uh, which is like one hour away from Cologne and, and the west of Germany. There's like 100,000 people and there's some villages around. So you have some part of the city, but you also have forests. So it's a rather quiet place. Nice. My my parents both moved there. My dad came from Iran originally in his his early 20s um, and uh, met my mom uh, in in her early 20s. Wait, do you still have Persian cooking at home? Is that what you all the time? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You're a lucky guy. It's it's amazing. It's great. Mixture of Persian and German food. What a lucky guy. Uh, We we have a huge dinner at some point if if you visit Germany. Uh, definitely, okay. but uh, yeah, so so great food at home, but rather so my parents, uh, I think, yeah, worked as, themselves up uh, to a middle class, and uh, I mean they provided for me, which I'm really thankful. But yeah, so uh, went to school there, nothing too abnormal, but I think maybe the first, uh, even though it might sound a bit stupid, but uh, the first experience with with hustling is I played a lot of video games and there was one video game where there was a market and in that market you could sell items, kept on on selling the items and and made more and more. But um, I think honestly, the, the moment I got exposed to business and specifically startups was through university. So Growing up, uh, I was interested in a lot of topics, also physics, for example, at at school. So I thought I was going to study engineering in the first place. Okay. Yeah. So so maybe so much to that. But then I discovered uh, a business school that, that really changed my mind about, uh, about what I want to do. Got it. But what, what about the business and what about tech in Amherst? And, and what I like about it, I think you did an, did you do it a... Exchange program in UT uh, Austin. Yeah. Also at one point. Oh wow! You were a Longhorn for a semester. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Hook'em. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, what was that experience like? So yeah, I mean, first of all, I went to a job fair next to my university to find out what I'm gonna do because I thought I'm interested in engineering. But then I found this this great business school in in a small village, which is right next to my place. Uh, where wow. a lot of founders uh, studied as well. So I'm, I'm happy I got exposed to that school because I immediately found found friends there, got to know the school, and there were always a lot of founders coming to to our school there. And we got exposed to many startups doing internships. A lot of people did uh, speeches there. A lot of people that built up the whole startup ecosystem in, in Germany or were a large part of it. So... I think that was really memorable and uh, I think really helpful to to gain some experience there. I think in general, 
coming from a small town and then uh, getting exposed to, first of all, Berlin as, as an internship and a startup. And then UT Austin was really, really helpful and, and memorable because you get, you get to experience just something new, which I think mm-hmm. is, is true for startups as well. So you have to kind of deal with uncertainty, with, with new people, get to know them, find a way through. UT Austin specifically was a great experience. So Yeah, because Austin is now the new Silicon Valley. Everybody's there. Yeah, 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 absolutely. A lot of people. South by Southwest. <laughs> I don't know if you guys get to catch one of them South by Southwest while you were there. Unfortunately, I haven't been there. No, but uh, got to go again from there. So yeah, so got, uh, got exposed to college life, of course. I had a bunch of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. classes that were useful, but uh, honestly also joined a fraternity. So <laughs> of course you gotta take advantage of it man you're already there yeah yeah absolutely so got exposed to american culture in a way <laughs> crazy american culture exactly exactly. That's a, mm-hmm. exactly but yeah super helpful experience uh getting to know all of that and um also getting to know a sense of freedom in a way where you you kind of get the feeling of control over your own destiny by seeing that there's a lot of opportunity. People are enthusiastic and excited about stuff. Uh, People there were really, really extroverted, which is true for some people in Germany, but sometimes in Germany, you you often see, uh, frankly, cold faces, even though it's it's not meant in a a bad way. But that kind of change of culture and change of perspective, I think, helped a lot as well. Got it. All right. Now, what I want to understand. So after you uh, get exposed to UT, obviously you, you you now have a different perspective or what that is. When you finish school, what was the mindset like, right? Is that like, all right, uh, I, I, do I want to work in startups first? What, what was the, what did that impact you and how did that impact you with? Yeah, absolutely. So beginning my studies at, at the small school in, in, in Germany, I think I didn't know that I was going to build a startup. But I think the first internship and the first two internships, especially, and the more I studied there, the more I, I found friends at my university, the more I found out about startups in general. I mean, people like the Rocket Internet founders and a lot of people from uh, huge startups in, in Berlin and other countries have been to that school. So uh, we got direct exposure, which which was helpful. So I thought after a while, this is the most exciting stuff I can do, uh, even in an internship. I never, I mean, I did apply for some consulting internships as well, but in the end, I think startup is, is what, what drove me the most at the end of the semesters and uh, at the end of my studies. So I definitely knew I was going to go into a startup sooner or later after I graduated. I didn't know mm-hmm. it was that soon. So <laughs> and this side of the world too. <laughs> exactly. So actually I did apply for different positions. They didn't come about, luckily, in the mm-hmm. so some roles were just not available anymore. Some roles I wasn't taken uh for mm-hmm. like the top consulting. I thought first doing an internship there because I thought it's better to to found something with a friend, but there was no mm-hmm. one that wanted to found something immediately. Right. So what happened then is on a on our graduation trip on a boat in Ibiza, a classmate of mine and a good friend, Tristan, he 
worked at a healthcare venture builder in the Philippines called Pulse 63. And wow. he told me about it. In Ibiza. Wow. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yeah, so quite random how everything happened. Um, so he told me and my one of my best friends from school about it there. And we were ready to do an internship just to gain some more learnings. Again, get a new perspective in a whole new country. I mean, going to Asia is, is definitely... Uh, also something that, that freshens your perspective. and uh, Absolutely. Have you ever been to Asia prior to that or, or no? Yeah, I've actually been to Iran for... for that, but that was, that's uh, the, yeah, it's your home home country, uh, your, your parents' home country. Yeah, so I saw... No, but Southeast Asia is a totally different animal. Right, 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 right. It, it is. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it from, from the day we started. So got complete ownership over what we can do. And we did exactly what we wanted to learn, which is building a startup. So super grateful nice. to, to have had this opportunity with a kind of a security net, right? Because it's just an, just an internship at first. We didn't commit to anything long-term. Uh, there was no real risk for us. So we could really do what we were excited about doing uh, a startup. Sounds good. Now, last question before we take our first break. So you get into this, but what was that shock moment? Of course, every, everybody thinks like, oh my God, this is amazing. The Philippines is very westernized in what it is. But what were the struggles you had to go through also uh, going to this side of town? Did you have struggle? struggle did you struggle yeah, that there's too much rice in what we ate? <laughs> and there's not basmati even. It's just lots of fatty, fattening rice. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I mean, most most parts of it, I really, really enjoyed. So I was really excited to to be there, to go to work, to meet all the people. I mean, I, one thing I have to say, like uh, the people that, that we've met from the beginning have been super, super welcoming and, and kind, which definitely helps a lot when you're a foreigner in a new country. But yeah, one thing was that we did book an Airbnb during an internship in, in Taguig, it was, and we slept in a bunk bed, which was also <laughs> at our age. But uh, like every other night, we saw uh, one or multiple cockroaches underground, which oh, definitely wasn't the most pleasant thing. <laughs> well, you know, you learn how to survive. That's okay. the Filipino welcome. We have our Philippine cockroaches. <laughs> so I was like, wait, who's this guy? Poggy? There you go. I'll approach you. <laughs> right, so I'm pretty sure by now you already know Poggy because that's what people probably call you <laughs> a lot in this country. But I'm so glad we talked about that. And let's take our first break. And when we come back, let's now talk about how you went from an internship to becoming founder of the Bebe Time startup in the Philippines called Go Rocking. But let's talk about that more after the break. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. 
Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph. That's saschallenge.ph. And good luck and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from your break. We are still with Gianni Brown. Then told us the amazing origin story of how he ended up in the Philippines. Who would have thought that some dude in Ibiza, first of all, from the Philippines is in Ibiza, right? Um, partying and then we happen to be your good friend. But now you're here internship-wise. So, And you're very, very de- uh, definitive about the stuff that you wanted to learn. But walk me through this process because how did it go from um, an intern and then you get into venture development in Pulse 63 to the point where it became Go Rocky. Walk me through that process. Yeah, absolutely. Would love to. So in the beginning, we uh, were set out to build one or multiple ventures within two and a half months. Uh, it ended up luckily only being one because otherwise maybe we would have been too distracted, but uh, we wouldn't have managed. But yeah, so um, we came in and there were a couple of topics that Pulse wanted to look into and had, had done some market research on first idea was i think uh, veterinary uh, telehealth then and then we came quickly after some research to the second idea but basically we from from business school from educating ourselves from asking people from getting support through pulse 63 we had a framework of how to build and validate a venture and uh, my friend who also joined us from my university he had some experience in, in building something uh, as well, which was super helpful. So it was kind of a measured approach um, of really looking, doing the market research, uh, getting deep into a topic. And that topic at the time was men's health. So we looked at problems in, in men's health, anything we could address. At that point, there was already Kindred, which was built together with the right. so female health. There was Medicaid and online pharmacy um, already established. So we looked into men's health. We saw that there's a huge problem that no one's talking about. And we also saw that this problem was solved in other countries uh, because other countries have, have the same problem. And so we got more and more educated on how to build a solution around mm-hmm. those issues. And yeah, after after research, we went and did interviews with with doctors, with patients, and we really saw that it really is a problem. One guy was was crying in the interview when we talked about. Oh man! So we noticed that more and more, we saw the urgency, and I got to know that it's really fun to first of all to talk about these issues, but even more than that, we can actually bring 
great value by offering a solution for this condition and then many other conditions afterwards. So what we did is uh, just create a website, some landing pages, ran ads, and then we quickly saw that economically it definitely makes sense. And actually how we got traction was also pretty lucky. So uh, honestly, one out of four ads was approved on, on Facebook for <laughs> if that the one that I'm seeing. There you go. <laughs> so it was, uh, I could send it to you. It was a much older one. Um, and if that hadn't been approved, maybe uh, I wouldn't have stayed here because, uh, yeah, we would have had no traction and there wouldn't be as clear of a path forward to staying here. So, uh, first of all, I got excited by the problem and by, by the value we could provide. But then second of all, also got, of course, motivated that it's, it's not just a, a dream in our head and, and, uh, but right. people are actually giving us the validation by saying they would pay for for a solution. That's amazing, and that's the beauty about uh, working with the Kaya ecosystem. Paul sixty three obviously is the healthcare venture right. builder that they have, right? What I love about Kaya's approach is they're very thesis driven. It's not like oh, I want something out of this, and then maybe it would work. They already did prior research from a macroeconomic level, even down to the micros. And all you really need to do is validate if this is something that exists. But imagine if you already had that thesis. And that thesis obviously is looking at, what, hey, is this has this model existed somewhere else? And does that market even exist here? Is that, does that problem even exist here? Right? Now, the, the question is, how can we validate it? And of course, the most important thing is, who's the founder to drive this right thing? So how did it go now? So obviously validated. Right, you were able to get those ads, got a bit of traction. How did it go? That all right, Kia, and again, I think Waki is also your co-founder. How did you become the co-founders, and how did that come through? Because again, a lot of people don't understand, or the typical way of uh, startups being done here in the Philippines is that somebody what meets up, they have an idea, they're passionate about it, they're not sure if there's a market out of it. You try to validate some. Some of them get funded and get scale. Most of them don't. Right here, but there's a thesis behind it. Again, there's a higher probability that you have. But again, this wasn't your idea idea from the get-go. How did that happen and how did that come along? Yeah. So I think first of all, you mentioned a great point. And I think there's this whole discussion about does it have to be your own personal idea or can the idea already exist? In my opinion, a lot of people worldwide have similar problems. And I think as a startup, it's not really your job to fulfill your own needs as a founder, but to fulfill the needs of customers. So if there's yes. a problem being solved and you can provide value somewhere else to a lot of people, then I think it's only validation that it exists already in a different form. Of course, uh, there's a nuance and we're building our own and localizing it and, and specifically building it for Filipinos. But I think it does help in the beginning. So yeah, so how did it go after validation? So um, we basically had some traction. We prepared a pitch deck really standard as, as uh, when you you know pitch to investors. We talked to all the partners, to the venture builder. And yeah, we presented what we did. They, of course, uh, did their due diligence and saw that, that it was going well. But everybody got excited after a while. And I'm really thankful to have got the trust after uh, after an internship. It's uh, not to be taken for granted. I think at that time, someone who really helped me a lot is, is the CEO of, of Pulse, uh, 
Abdul, who who came in and and vouched for me. He saw the, the model as ball, and yeah, and everybody was supportive. So we were back in the beginning, and we had a clear plan. We had milestones we wanted to achieve, and we thought about deeply thought about how to achieve our goals, and they were there on the way to support us. Um, which I think, if I just did it alone, if I just randomly flew to the Philippines without any any backing any support <laughs> network uh yeah yep. I think I would have I would have been in in Germany uh, really fast again so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that would, it would have been harder uh, right but you have this very nurturing community and again these are not just random schmucks these are the best of the best that you're surrounded with with the framework and the ability to actually scale that up now what what I want to understand Kia is that all right? You now have it, and you have the backing. How did you guys decide who's gonna take on these roles? Of course, there's different roles and whatnot. Uh, doesn't really matter at the start because everybody's all heads down. But how did that form? And then how did you put the sub- supplementary team around you to make that work? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, got a lot of advice for that as well. Also, to mention, my co-founder Waki actually came in after after a while after uh, we noticed we need someone. For marketing, because it's it's a really marketing heavy topic, um, he yep. obviously had more experience than me working in the founding team of of PayMongo, having many entrepreneurial experiences uh, before that. Mm-hmm. So really reached out to him, I think middle of last year, and uh, we we talked. We got along really really well. We decided we want to do it together after we aligned on on vision. But really, the team, I think something that was helpful for us is not to hire too fast. So first we try to really dive deep into the topics so that we understand them so that we I could really manage a person doing the job. I think it, it would have been a mistake to directly go in and, and hire uh, many, many people. Um, we're still a fairly small team if, if you look at full-time employees. And I think that is useful because you really need time to nurture a person to make them feel comfortable and also align with them on on what their goals are and and how um, yeah and and so what we did is we learned from the people uh, around us of how, how did they hire people when did they hire people which person to hire mm-hmm. so our first hire was actually processing orders manually and now. He does all the dashboards, all our data. He communicates nice. with partners. And I think a big reason is we didn't hire too fast, but we believed in people that really want to develop, want to do something good and get excited by, by what we do. So it's fully aligned. Got it. Now, again, very zero to one or one to 10 is easily where you fuck it up the most, right? Um, what were the biggest mistakes and what were the mistakes that you, you you guys had to go through and what were the pivots that you had to do to make that work? Yeah, so I think in the beginning when... So after I found out that uh, I can really take this forward and I can move to, move to the Philippines for a longer time, before that I went back to Germany and then I came back and then... We were actually banned on Facebook. So we had no channel at all. So I think we we tried a a bunch of stuff, different channels. Um, What helped in the end is working with an agency. So sometimes the simplest way is is the best way. And uh, they helped us out. I think early mistakes, and this might be particular to me, but I think it probably applies to a lot of people, is getting distracted 
not having the right focus. So at that time, the focus was really to find a channel. So after a while, we just did channel after channel. I think, yeah, I remember I <laughs> I walked around with flyers and published on it. How much I can sell through flyers within a day to see if it's scalable or not. Obviously right. not scalable, but <laughs> right. But good to good to test a lot. And another learning for me was. As a startup, you have to be flexible and just experiment a lot, test a lot of stuff fast. For new categories, that means just seeing if there's demand, not going into a full product launch as if you were a corporate and, and taking correct for that. So that's definitely something. I think one learning is, is also really the, the right team does, does need time. You do need to put effort into providing the best support you can for, for your people. And yeah, some some learnings for for fundraising as well. But uh, I think overall, the key lesson is really that it's all about people. So if you have people you you trust, you can ask them frankly anything, and they will they will help you if you, if they have the experience. So that's why I can definitely vouch for and and honestly vouch for for Kaya for Pulse for the whole ecosystem. Because it really does provide a lot. It does provide a direction. I think for I think maybe another learning and then stop me before it's getting too much is uh, as a founder <laughs> uh, taking yourself out of the situation sometimes. I mean, coming here and not having any channel, not having any any clear path to 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 your you know making this a real business. You can get frustrated and you can panic a little bit, but I think at that time it's it's really uh, important to sometimes helicopter out and detach from the situation to kind of see the problems neutrally and you know zoom out, be solve and execute. Yep, absolutely. And again, what's what's interesting is you really got this super fast off the ground. I even had I remember I I was playing basketball with Paolo the a couple of weeks ago. Hmm. This just this New Year's. And he even talked to me like, you know what? Go Rocky was supposed to be called Go Rambo <laughs> at one point. I'm like, dude, is this a Sylvester Stallone thing? It's like, did you have to like just pick which Sylvester Stallone character you had to go through? And it would have been weird calling it Go Rambo if Rambo is part of freaking um, Kaya Founders and Rambo Joinani, right? It's gonna be <laughs> that was the reason actually. So oh, is it okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so because he would have been the mascot for sure right away. Exactly, he wasn't too happy about it. So, <laughs> well, how did walk me through the name? Why go Rocky instead of go Rambo? And is it really a Sylvester Stallone thing that you guys did? Did you just switch switch the names up? What was that like? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we we thought about a, a couple of names. We didn't know that we would stick to go Rocky, but after a while, we we really got used to it and uh, got grew fond of of the name. So, uh, <laughs> but what it really symbolizes is the movie character and and the theme of the character. So, with stigmatized conditions, as I mentioned, a lot of our customers feel a huge sense of shame, and to me, the theme of the movie character Rocky with Celeste, Sylvester Stallone is. Basically, going from a really low point where you underdog exactly and pick yourself up from the ground, take care of yourself to in the end become stronger and 
go rocky in, in a way. So there you go. Yeah. So that's kind of the theme behind it. I actually love the name. I swear, go rocky. And would have been, uh, I probably think it would have been the same as you would go ramble, <laughs> but you'll have an enemy within your own team in, ra- in ramble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Again. See, I knew it. It was a Sylvester Stallone thing. Good thing he had another good thing. Imagine if you went the, 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 the Keanu Reeves route. You would have been go Neo to go John Wick, right? It's just, it's just not. It's not. It yeah. doesn't punch the same. I know blue pill, uh, but uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but now, okay. I want to understand now. So you, you have a great name and. Sometimes, and I'm a firm believer of this, your name, your brand is half the job if you really get it right at the start, right? I'm a firm believer of that. My very first startup, I called it guestless.ph. Eventually called it, called it Party File. People got it right away. Second startup called it chatbot.ph. I own the domain. Fucking people. You'd be an idiot if you don't understand what a chatbot is. I mean, back then, it was, it was so hard to do it because people didn't know what a chatbot was. They thought I was selling chat boxes. Like, what? No, it's just a chat box. I'm not selling you a chat box. Right? And then now, um, obviously, uh, the podcast Hustle Share, people, very straightforward. Yeah, right? I love the name. Um, I thought about it. And then, thank you. And then Podcast Network Asia, another straightforward thing. So if you get it right, it eliminates the need of you having to explain. Or if you get it right, it would just pick the interest of people so easily that you'll get a tell me more effect, right? And you get the tell me more effect. That's, e- that's the pitch right there. Then you can have your time and really address the problem or explain the solution to the problem. Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a, that's a great point. I think the concept is kind of, as you become, it's, it's about clarity, I think, about clarity on what you do and what you stand for as a company yep. and that's something I, I learned through the whole pitching process is the more you can really trim down on what you do and kind of shorten sentences yep. and explain everything with more clarity the better your pitches and i guess the the name would be the extreme version because it's just one name so if you can really nail what you do in a sentence that's great if you can do it with a name that's even better and I think it, it allows you to to rally a team behind you. It, it definitely helps with a lot of factors. Honestly speaking, in the beginning, it, it wasn't the case that it, it came through a rational approach. And uh, we had a lot to learn also in, in terms of which direction we, we want to go into. But yeah, so so we but after a while, we, we just kept using it and we saw that it's really fitting to, to what we do. That's amazing. Now, let's talk about the product, right? Obviously, it's a very complex problem, right? And again, it's not like you can... We're not at a point yet where you can be uh, onto the shelves and just say, hey, go Rocky right there. Hopefully, we get to that point. Because again, it's very stigmatized, right? Talk about the product and how you're solving it. Because again, if you don't... If people aren't willing to come clean straight up, you really need to get that information out and what exactly they need. Because the last thing you want to do is send them something that doesn't really address the problem itself. How did you develop the product that basically is the solution to the problem that you're trying to solve? Yeah, great question. So I think, first of all, the problem is that most men don't go to the doctor for conditions like erectile dysfunction. 
but you need a prescription medicine. So right. about 90% don't go to the doctor. What's what often happens also in the Philippines is that non-FDA approved supplements are taken, which can be harmful in a lot of cases. But in order to get to a treatment, a traditional way, you have to call up a doctor, find a doctor, go to the doctor's appointment, talk about your erectile dysfunction, go to a pharmacy, talk about it again. Maybe there's a female pharmacist at the counter and, and you're even more ashamed. And then you have to go home and use the treatment. It's inefficient for the doctor. It's inefficient for the patient. It's not affordable. It's not convenient. And the way you solve that problem is by bringing all the stakeholders together. So what we do is we, ha we have a website where people just uh, can fill out a questionnaire and, and get a consultation and, and thereby get a prescription because our doctor screens the answers and then get the medicine delivered. And how it works is... So wait, this is a teleconsultation when this happens or do they have to show up at a clinic? They don't have to show up at the clinic. So it's oh. an online consultation. Okay. Right. And and it works through a questionnaire, which is an asynchronous telehealth consultation, basically. Got it. So what we do is we partner with online pharmacies, we partner with the doctor, we partner with delivery partners, and we kind of put the pieces in place to make it easier for the customer so that the customer doesn't have to travel around for four hours uh, finding a treatment yeah. or is getting to know what, what, they, what the actual treatment is, what the causes are. But it just takes four minutes. The customer is fully educated on the problem, on possible side effects, on what medication not to take with that certain medication. And it's more affordable because the doctor doesn't have to spend that much time. So the customer doesn't have to pay for the doctor's fee uh, in, in the same extent as a traditional consultation. And it Absolutely. all happens from home. And the most important part is it's more discreet. So... Absolutely. You don't have to worry about like, oh my God, am I going to be seen? Whatever, you know, that all the, the, the anxiety that you're going to develop, just trying to fucking go there, yeah. it's gone. Because the KYC is very straightforward. You get to the bottom of it, you get a prescription straight up, and that's it. But one, one thing I want to figure out is that, okay, you don't nip it in the bud right away. How about the follow-through? Because every, every ailment obviously requires follow-through. How do you make sure that this there's there's this feedback mechanism for 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 a guy to really say hey this is working this is not working in order to really solve the problem? Yeah, that's a great question. I think there it really depends on on the condition, but we do follow up with our customers and, and we do make sure that they're being taken care of. They have all the support and access they need. So. When they have any questions, our customer support is, is totally available. Our doctor is also available to answer any possible questions. Now, the issue with erectile dysfunction is that the even the traditional treatment doesn't immediately solve it with, with medicine. It doesn't heal the condition. But when you take the medicine, it helps for basically that interaction, which can be different for hair loss, for example, which where you take medication for several months and yep. then, uh, and that's pretty straightforward everybody knows you're balding you know you don't have to <laughs> hide it unless you're wearing a toupee right? <laughs> but um but yeah that's something that's more uh, straightforward than you know that uh, the thing uh in that but that's what i very what i'm very impressed now walk me through 
the scale because obviously the ad is easily the 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 channel that that worked hard and you guys keep following me uh, you're top of mind now you if something happens to me i already know <laughs> right baby time baby that's what it is but i want to understand right um how you're able to build traction yeah Right, because you won't be able to get the oh, first of all, the ad spend won't even be there if you didn't get enough traction, which obviously unlocks funding, right? But how did you get enough traction? How fast did the traction go? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we kind of started small. I think in the beginning, it was really, really crucial to solve for uh, the business fundamentals and the basic unit unit economics. So, I think it was super good that we first became profitable on order basis. We really looked at every line item of revenue and cost, basically, to see where we end up on, on profit. And that way, mm -hmm. you can have a really, really measured approach of how much do you spend and what are you getting out of it? And I think it's necessary to do that in order to really scale, because otherwise you're just burning off your money, which also happens sometimes. Um, yep. Basically, through that approach, we, we gained traction. We kept working on our marketing, our whole approach, the customer journey. We optimized it. And that way we could grow and became profitable on, on order basis, net profitable in some months. We're about net profitable, which is great, which takes off a lot nice. of pressure from the need to raise uh, funding from investors. And we did raise funding from investors. Uh, I think the same month we, we turned net profitable. Wow. Yeah, so that was super helpful. And it, it's mostly individuals and they're also there to to support us as well. So I think that was crucial. I think if we had done it the other way around and had grown not profitable, then there would have been pressure to get fundraising going because you accumulate losses if you have a loss in one month and grow the next month. So then you basically need fundraising. But I think solving the fundamentals first making sure that it can be a profitable business and then scaling it in an efficient way is a much better approach because then it's also easier to raise funding because there's not that much risk on the side of the investment. That is amazing. Now let's take our last break and when we come back, we'll now talk about the continuation of what's next for Go Rocky and of course Keanu. Well, let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again, and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. 
Hey Hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoost time deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn in flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2023. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer. Trust Dragon Pay. And we're back from the break. We are still with Keanu Brown that told us the amazing, amazing journey that you've got. Again, in such a sm- quick amount of time you, you've been able to really put the, put this away and, and really get this off the ground and be net profitable that's there's not a lot of uh, startups that can get it done especially in this climate where there is a funding w- winner right um, in, in a market like this if you're not able to really tick off all the boxes that you need to tick off it's going to be very difficult for you to even get time from investors that, that really would be able to help support you but I'm very very curious as from from a from a founder's journey, right? Because as your startup also evolves and 
and and grows at a very very fast pace. I want to understand Hianu, the journey that you also have taken uh, as well, right? How did this journey in Go Rocky and we get making everybody rock hard also change you in terms of skills that you think uh, you've acquired through this process? Yeah, I think. I mean, that's a that's really a great question. I think in the beginning it it really was different, and that is about a year ago where I I didn't have a real job before. I just had internships, so, <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's definitely a lot to learn. So there was a lot of uncertainty about what I do, what I what I talk about with with people, and how to find the right approach, how to motivate a team. But all of that can be figured out. I think just seeing that we can overcome a lot of challenges as a team made me really, really confident that we can overcome future challenges. So I think in essence, it's kind of being uncomfortable with uncertainty or being uncomfortable mm-hmm. being with being uncomfortable at some point, if that makes sense. And, and not taking things too seriously, too personally, whenever there's feedback, whenever something is not going, because you get used to failing and i think it's good to get used to failing as a startup in the beginning because you need to run a lot of tests so you don't become i think it made me less risk averse to be honest it it made me more experimental and i would say the biggest part looking back and uh, back at at one year ago approximately and looking at and uh, right now is the team so it's not that i'm alone anymore and i have to build up the team and but it's really that we work collaboratively as as friends and everybody has their own role, which they're the best person at and everybody respects each other for that. So mm-hmm. it's it's more knowledge and more certainty on, on what we can do. Um, it, it's more realistic expectations on what happens. Mm-hmm. It's still a continuous learning process. And I think every day you you learn something new, you you fail again and you pick yourself up and uh, and then you get some traction and and then it's it's going better and better the the faster you fail frankly sounds good now i want to understand from from the dynamics that you built in a co-foundership with waki and you say if you have other co-founders because that's equally important most of the time uh in a traditional startup origin point it's either you guys really are co-founders from day 0 and you bring it Right, and of course, there's gonna be this stuff that you discover. It's like marriage, like holy shit, I don't like this guy, and and whatnot. But you're you kind of forced to work with each other, and you know, magic happens, and you find that sweet spot. But in in a setup like this, where it was venture built, right? And I'm not sure if you were bros with Wacky prior to that, but how did you guys adjust also from uh, from the, the dynamics that you started out with? Because there's always gonna be friction. Whether you're day zero co-founders or late co-founders and whatnot, it's because that is a vital part also of how your team will operate. Because the worst thing that can happen is if you guys uh, do infighting and this thing implodes, that would be really, really sad because you have such a very promising st- product with you guys. Oh yeah, absolutely. So in the beginning, we really took our time to getting to know each other. So it wasn't like we met over coffee and we said, "Hey, let's do it." But we actually went to, even we we even went to a resort together to Batangas before we okay. finally decided to do this together. I mean, Waki had a lot to give up as well, so it wasn't an 
surely not an easy decision for him as well. So it, he needed some alignment on what we actually want to build. And there's, uh, I think, a couple of resources online. There's Antler Founders Questions. Uh, we used some of that, but we really had a lot of sit downs and a lot of talks and, and honest talks on what do we actually want to build? Like, how should the team look like? Who takes on what role? was super important that from day one, we built expectations on what the other person has to do and what the role of the other person is so that we know we have each other's back and we have complete clarity on who does what. And throughout founding together with, with Waki, we've grown closer and closer together. And I think less and less issues. Uh, not that we had any major issues in the beginning, but what was really essential for that is taking the time and talking honestly about how you feel uh, about the business, about the other person, anything that's on your mind to, you know, to just spit it out. Because uh, I think that creates a bond that creates trust. And then you really get along with a co-founder. And to me, honestly, I think we're complementary in a, in a really good way because, uh, mm -hmm. Waki is, is more of the structured type, maybe more of the wild type at, at times. But it's it's also really, really important that it's not just me as a German solving men's health problems, but that I get a Latino <laughs> perspective from, from Waki as well. So uh, I'm right. super, super glad that uh, we got along with each other and uh, that, um, that, that we're building this together. Mm -hmm. what, what what's your leadership style, guys? In 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 doing and leading your team, yes, you guys are the two heads of the snake, right? Uh, if you're going to be the hider, if somebody cuts you off, there's going to be more heads that come come out. But I want to understand that dynamic of you guys leading that, because again, you're very early in the game. You have several several employees and whatnot, but you're going to be scaling fast. What were that leadership uh, discussions that you're you're having, and how is, it, is that coming along? And if if you're if you're also having trouble, who do you guys typically run to for these leadership and uh, and management questions that you you need to clarify with? And what what are the types of advice you're typically getting? Yeah, I think super important because in the end it, it comes down, especially as you scale, of how well the team is organized, how well the team is working together. From the beginning, we only hired people we got along with, to be honest, which was super important. We, Did you ask them to take the red pill or the blue, the blue pill or both pills? Right? <laughs> <laughs> no pill. Here, take the non-balding pill or the gorilla pill. Which one do you want? You it's go. only the last. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, super young team. Uh, and honestly, it's it's really informal. So in terms of, in terms of roles, so Waki is the chief commercial officer, meaning he's really responsible for marketing and, and product. And I do more of the finance, operations, fundraising, etc. We, we lead the team together and whoever works on which topic basically works closer with either Waki or with me. And it's, it's really, so we do have certain targets. We have goals. I think OKRs, all of that stuff is useful, but... In the first place, what's really, really helpful, especially with a small team, is that you create trust and that you can really talk about anything. So what I thought yep. and what Waki also, of course, thinks is uh, from the beginning, 
it's it's good to hire people you get along with and that you can be friends with because the fresh mm -hmm. talking someone to uh, w w uh, to your friends honestly is uh, much lower than uh, some distant person some stranger so that also applies for work i think it makes you more productive so in that way we do have expectations but it's clearly aligned we have weekly huddles where we talk about results we talk about numbers as well which is important i think it's crucial for the team to know where you're at as a business to share good news but also bad news so that the team can act on that and when we share bad news the team is fully on and is supportive if we didn't share bad news it would stay bad news and wouldn't become good so i think complete transparency uh, creating an open space especially for for young people where uh, but then also aligning and, and creating clear expectations clear goals clear targets and uh, providing the team with all the information needed uh, showing yourself that you put in the work so so that it motivates other people uh, i think leading by example is is the best way on 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 working i think there are a couple of factors uh, to all of that but the culture naturally evolved through that and i think that's the part aside from everything else um that I'm most proud of, that uh, we have a team that's working closely together in a productive and healthy way. That is amazing, Keanu. Thank you so much for sharing your amazing journey. I'm pretty sure this is not going to be the last time I'm going to have you guys on the show. But again, for all those uh, daddies and bros that are having problems with your hair and with your ding-dong down there, if they want to work with you and if you want to bail, of Go Rocky again. This is a very safe space. The, the, you've seen, you've heard now how trust is at the essence of the company, and how again at the end of the day, if you don't have that trust, how the hell are you gonna get that that problem solved? But if again they want to get help from you guys in Go Rocky, where do they go, and how do they do that? Yeah, so you can visit goRocky.ph. Uh, you mm -hmm. find all the information on different treatments, and you can basically. Uh, avail conditions you can also call or text a number on on the website and everything you need you'll find there happy to provide it uh, for you don't worry you don't have to even leave your house you can do it all online again Keanu thank you very much but before I let you go follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to whether Spotify Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts and if you did say some jargon it's going to be the show notes on hustleshare.com and if you also want to support less just like our amazing premium supporters like Diamond supporter Angelo Lee and uh, Gab Abbott who's been always been part of this podcast and also along with all the brands that help us in Hustleshare you can join and support us at premium Tussleshare.com. Again, Keanu, thank you very much. Thanks so much for having me, Ron. Thank you. All right, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.